Safari Stories from East Africa by Paul Karui. As a guide, one of the experiences that I always talk about is myself and two other guides. We were tracking these lions and we knew from the tracks that these lioness had two cubs. It was our mistake anyway if anything happened to us because we knew it would be dangerous to follow her into the bushes not knowing where she is and she caught some cubs to protect. So we tracked them and lost them somewhere in the bushes. It was a small clearing and we tried to look for the final direction she took but we couldn't. But then I thought I finally saw where she went and I told my friends I think she went this way. The moment I pointed in that direction I didn't know this lion was looking at us all this time. She came out full speed, charging and growling, so loud like nothing I could ever imagine. My friends took off. One of my friends had a rifle, the other one had a machete. I had a pair of binoculars in my hand. Realizing that my friends had taken off, I was a target for the lion. So I tried walking back one foot and this lion came two feet closer. I tried another foot and she was even closer. So I maintained eye contact. She was scratching the ground, hitting the ground with the tail, what an angry lion would do. So all I did this time was just maintain eye contact with the lion. And then from stories I was told by my father, never show a lion or any cat or dog an empty hand. If you don't have anything at all, put your hands behind your back. It may think that you have a weapon or something, and that may keep them just a distance away from you. So that's what I did. I put my hands behind my back, and I've just told you what I had. It was just a pair of binoculars. So I don't know what played the trick. Either it was my eye contact or my hands behind my back, because this lion was just a few feet from me, growling and looking at me. It would have just been one leap and would have caught me. So finally my friend gathered courage, he came and stood with me and we managed to walk back until we were safe enough. I was the first one to run to the vehicle. We had guests in the vehicle, we didn't tell them what happened. I wasn't scared that time, but I got scared later when my friends started telling the story of what happened. That's when I realized I was helpless, I would have just been killed by the lion. Another experience was still with the lions. We were dotting lions and moving them to another reserve and it was very challenging because we had to move some sub-adults which were almost becoming independent from the main pride, moving them to another reserve. So we had to dot them from the main pride and separate them without of course the other ones reacting. So we managed to dot these lions, put them in a pickup truck and I was put in charge to ensure that Everything was okay as we transported them to an enclosure where we were going to keep them. While on the way I was excited just looking ahead when we were cruising at I think about 80 kilometers an hour, I heard a sneeze behind me and I thought, what's that? Looking back was this lion just getting up. It was still weak from the heat of the trucks, but looking at me. So I hit the top of the cabin of the Land Rover and this guy, because it was a loud bank, he stopped instantly and I jumped down. The lion tried to get my leg as I was jumping out of the truck, but it was still weak from the drugs. So I waited there. I stood outside the vehicle, looking back at it. 
It tried to bite me, but there was a rail on the pickup truck. And it beat the rail, and because I was on the other side, it thought that it caught me. So this played the trick, and my friend, who had the drugs, had to go around and inject another dose to send it to sleep. Nobody was able to convince me to watch over the lines again after that. About 80% of the people who come here, experienced Africa, live with a different understanding. And they will never be the same. When guest comes to Africa, one of the most important thing is encounters with wildlife. Most people come here still thinking that Africa is still as wild as it was, looking of the 18th century. And sometimes they are surprised to see how changes have taken place. But as time goes by, we find more and more people are now getting exposed to what's happening down here and even what to expect. And this is through the internet, of course, or watching documentaries, because people come to Africa mainly for wildlife. So sometimes they take a lot of time doing researches. Our guiding now has gone down to interpretive guiding. You can't give the gestation period or wait and all that now, because people can read that on the internet. It's just about understanding the animal behavior. That's the most important thing, our understanding of these animals that has really made them appreciate what we know about the wildlife. Being able to interpret what they're going to do, you find a lion eating, the next thing it would do is go down to a nearest water point, either a river or a pool of water somewhere. So when you explain to your guests this and it happens, it's more than what they're watching on documentaries or reading in the internet. And this will help you position yourself correctly when, say, a cheetah is hunting you know which direction it would chase the prey. So you need to position yourself to give your guests a wider field of view when things happen. There are certain areas that I really like, one of which is the Mara. The variety of game that it offers tops any other reserve. My other favorite reserve is the Serengeti, especially the north. It offers a complete wilderness concept in that the area is not as heavily populated. So you could be there camping and it's just your own, nobody around, you go on game drive. The animals are still as wild because of less interaction with tourist vehicles as cities in other places. So that gives you a great experience. Other places that I really like is the Selu Game Reserve in Tanzania, Samburu Game Reserve in Kenya and the gorilla tracking in the Virunga mountains in, in Rwanda and Uganda. Most people from other parts of the world are really impressed by the African hospitality. Africans in general are very social people who regard a guest highly. And you find even there was just specific things in a home state that were regarded just for guests. No matter how long it will take for a guest to come into that homestead, you find there would always be a cup that's just regarded for guests. Nobody has seen the house with use. So it shows how highly we regard guests. And this we've been able to extend to the people who visit our tourist destinations, game reserves and lodges. And this is a comment that I hear regularly from the tourists. It is the hospitality of the people that really makes many people like Africa.
Thank you for downloading this recording, which is available at greatguides.org. This recording is copyright and may not be duplicated. All rights reserved. Recorded in the Mara 2010.